2: Teaching every face. Come on and play one easy. Let's turn on every love light in the place. It's time I found myself totally surrounded in your circle. Me a number, celebrate me home. Play me one more song that I'll always remember. I can recall whenever I by myself to all alone. I can sing me home.
0: Final Hour of Beach and Company. Joe Beamer in four sandy beach and yes my mother would be the first to say that's not a christmas song but you know what it kind of is right people coming home for the holidays i get it i understand it final hour here it is festivus we are airing our grievances getting them off our chest before tomorrow christmas eve and then wednesday christmas for our jewish friends it is night number two of hanukkah So get the grievances off your chest today before hanging out with family uh, this week. 803-0930, star 930. And look at this. On the phones, we have three calls right now, which means there are two lines open for you. All three are from West Seneca. And we are going to take these three calls in the order they were taken. We're going to start with the one who's been hanging on the longest, our friend Ella in West Seneca. Ella, good morning.
3: Good morning, this is a wonderful program. We should have it more often.
0: Well, Ella, I would love to do the grievance program more often.
3: Now, I am constantly annoyed as a senior citizen being told that the values that I grew up in my generation are no longer valid. And it annoys me to no end all this nitpicking that's going on. Uh, the songs that we used to play, they're beautiful songs, as one caller brought out. There was nothing wrong with them. And it's one protest after another. I've been around a little while, and I've seen a lot of changes. Some good, some not good. And all I can say is, is there any person that is perfect. Nobody is. We all make mistakes. And we should learn from our mistakes, but I don't know if we really do. And as far as Trump, God, we don't know what he's doing, what he's facing. And if I was him, I'd be tempted to throw my hands up in the air and say, look, no matter what I do is right, I quit.
0: You know, Ella, your point is right on, about nitpicking. It seems like there are people out there that can't go a day without finding something to complain about, especially those who are obsessed with being against President Trump.
3: True. I feel sorry for the man. And truthfully, we don't know what he's dealing with. We don't know what the problems he faces because we're not in his shoes.
0: That's true, Ella. Well, Ella, I hope you have a great and very Merry Christmas. Well, I would if I could turn 96 to
3: 69. <laughs> well, I found a way to do that.
0: Well, Ella, we look forward to uh, now and know what I know now. Ella, we look forward to talking to you after Christmas and hearing about your Christmas and obviously look forward to talking to you in 2020 as well. Thank you. Thank you, Ella in West Seneca. Always a good call. Opens up a line for you. Let's go still in West Seneca to Bill. Bill, good morning. Uh, Good morning
1: and uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. All that good stuff.
0: Yes, yes, you too, Bill. What do you got for us?
1: Well, uh my gr- my grievance is uh they just don't make them like they used to. Uh 5 years ago, we redid our kitchen from top to bottom, from hardwood floor to quartz countertop and uh new appliances. We went out and bought a 5-piece Frigidaire Gallery set that my wife wanted. It wasn't cheap. Well, uh found out there's a common problem with the refrigerators. It's all over the internet. We didn't know about it. It's on the Lowe's website, and the only problem I have is with the manufacturer. Everybody I've dealt with as far as sales and service have been great, but I've been in contact with the manufacturer twice, and the problem is there's a rust spot on the back of the refrigerator with frost on the outside. It's actually eating itself from the outside in. Uh, When I called the manufacturer, I was told, well, if I had bought an extended warranty, I would have a new refrigerator. Uh, They offered 20% off by the end of the year towards a new one. I said, well, it's Christmas. I don't have $2,000 to spend on a new refrigerator that's five years old. And I was suggested to buy a cheaper unit from Frigidaire. Not really happy with them. Uh, We had a problem last year with the dishwasher, the heating element. Now, this was four years old. It heated up so bad it burned a three-inch hole in the bottom of the dishwasher, and there was water all over the floor. My wife didn't realize where it came from. Well, Frigidaire replaced that, and I got the floor straightened out. But uh, if anybody has a Frigidaire that was made in 2014, pull it out, sweep behind it so you get your crumbs, and look on the back. Uh, If there's a rust spot, just Google it. It'll come up. It's a very common problem. I'm surprised they don't have a recall, but uh, I was also informed if it was a safety issue, they would have had a recall. And I said, well, food poisoning is a safety issue as far as I'm concerned, but
0: I'm just going to have to look for a new refrigerator. And if it helps anybody else out, Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bill, I hope everything works out with that. Isn't it interesting, though, how appliances don't last as long as they used to? Oh, you, you're
1: spot on with that. Uh, we just got rid of a 30-year-old refrigerator because all the plastic inside it dry rotted or whatever. Other than that, it still kept everything cold, and, yeah, they don't make them like they used
0: to. No, you know, when it comes to TVs, growing up, my parents had the same TV forever. I mean, the TV went from being the main TV in the living room uh, to their bedroom TV. When we moved to Buffalo, it was the Florida Room television. Uh, that TV would still work today if standard def was still uh, acceptable or if they had bought, you know, a cable box. If stand, it, it was a standard def TV from the 80s. Now you're lucky if a television lasts for more than five years before either the Wi-Fi doesn't work or the sound goes or the picture starts moving in. It's interesting. We've We've come so far in electronics, but yet we've taken the time they last away. Well, it's uh
1: it's a disposable society. There used to be television repairman and re- appliance repairman and yeah, you know, if something dies, I guess you just
0: kick it to the curb and buy a new one. Except with those TVs, Bill, you have to take them to the electronic disposal place. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: Well, thank you very much for letting me get that off my chest, and I'm going to have a better holiday season.
0: Bill, I'm happy to hear it, man. You have a great holiday. Bill in West Seneca opens up a line for you. Frank, we'll take one more call, and then we'll go to the break, and let's stay right there in West Seneca and go to our friend Dan. Dan, good morning.
4: Well, good morning, and I'd like to say Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope everyone has a blessed holiday season. So
0: do I. So do I, Dan.
4: I guess I
0: guess I'm going to do my pet
4: peeve uh, with you today in your opening monologue. uh, You did talk about the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, and uh, next week will be next year, uh, which is income tax season there for three, four months. So um, I'm kind of feeling like it's appropriate, and I'm an issues guy. I'm not going to talk Republican or Democrat. I am going to talk about a bill that was passed uh, and has been in effect for two full fiscal years. So... Uh, My concern with it is it uh, definitely is the cause and the number one promoter right now of deficit spending um, beside the cost of being at war in two separate countries. Um, In my mind, it seems to be tilted toward one segment of the population, and I'm going to explain that. When you have 91 Fortune 500 companies, that paid zero income tax in fiscal 2018. And that was under the Tax Cut and Job Act. It was its first full year. And in 2017, the same information where I got that figure from said that each of those companies paid between $1 billion and $1.5 billion in fiscal 2017 in fiscal uh, federal income tax. So... Um, one question about the Tax Cut and Job Act would be that if you don't have all that incoming revenue, how, to, how do you replace it to build roads, schools, tackle health care, uh, reform issues, uh, and everything else that the government is supposed to do to function? So that's a concern of mine. It's not a criticism. I think it's a valid question. And secondly, uh, in your opening monologue, Joe, and I'm, I'm I'm not picking on you. You just stimulated questions with me, and and then you had this program to allow these questions. So, uh, I believe that your take on it is that there'll be more money in the economy and more spending, and we'd be able to spend our way out of a deficit circumstance. So, uh, did I hear you correctly there? Before yeah,
0: I, I think that is the hope, Dan. If you have more people. And I'll I'll let you finish, but I'll also answer what you just um, the, the question you just proposed. Uh, if you have more people that have jobs, right? So you give these fortune 500 companies less taxes, they hire more people. Now you have more people paying taxes. and eventually with a booming stock market and an unemployment under 4%, you will eventually chip away at that deficit instead of add to that deficit.
4: Uh, that is a wonderful theory and i understand it 100%. Now i'm going to point out and i believe that i'll i'll be correct that this theory had already been tested under George Bush Jr and the biggest difference between George Bush Jr first off he enacted his tax cuts and they were temporary and the reasoning behind the tax cuts at the time was that that would be a stimulus to give a shot in the arm to what was then a sluggish economy. Uh, and how that ended up is we ended up in the Great Recession. We had a stock market crash, um, and we had a hard time rebounding from that, um, And at my age, uh, the reason that I'm concerned about it, Joe, is unlike in 2006, 2007, 2008, I was still working. I was younger. I wasn't of Social Security age, and I felt that it was a good opportunity at that time because everything had gone down. I I believe the stock market low uh, going into the Great Recession uh, was at about 6,700 and today, I think it's sitting at 28300 So uh, that was quite a rebound from that period in time. And I was young enough to purchase stocks on the bottom. When they went to the top, I made a ton of money. However, there's another statistic that says that most people in America today are living paycheck to paycheck. Most people in America today have absolutely no retirement. And the other statistic uh that would challenge your theory and I, and I and and that's what economics is no matter who puts forth uh, a spending plan or spending cuts it, it's a theory as to whether or not their plan is going to work is the total number of jobs in the economy uh as far as maximum unemployment numbers hasn't changed there is a benchmark figure uh that's been around for about 30 years and that number hasn't changed and it's about 164 million And then the other thing I'm going to take issue with, because we're going into an income tax year, when you're a politician, you like to paint a rosy picture. It doesn't matter what party you're with. You you try to make yourself look more attractive than the other candidate to be elected. And when you say that more blacks and Hispanics are working uh, under this economic theory than had ever worked before, I will say to you this, that uh, take the uh, demographic of that statement and take it further i would think that the hispanic population has increased greatly and the black population has increased greatly and the white population has declined due to age and a negative birth rate so by and large you haven't changed the total number of people participating in the economy you just change the demographic of who is actually participating. However, when it comes to income equality, if you're a billionaire and you pay no tax where you once paid $1.5 billion in tax, well, then that $1.5 billion that you used to give to a governmental body now goes in your own wallet and your personal fortune increases. It's, it's unsustainable.
0: Dan, I got a few points. to First, you started off with uh, President Bush and his tax cuts. I think President Bush's tax cuts also were affected by the $700 billion bailout plan that he signed. I think that was an ill-advised plan. And I think that, uh, something Trump has not done, I think that affected the numbers negatively for President uh, George W. Bush.
4: Well, okay. And I will give Uh, A rebuttal. And this is interesting because it's all true. What you just said is true. uh, And and I love the fact that you and I respectfully disagree, but you speak the truth. You're not sugarcoating everything. That was the TARP program under Henry Paulson, and it was the bailout for the too big to fail. And I will say that Mr. Trump has matched that by giving $28 billion to farmers who are adversely uh, affected by the Trade stress that we now have with China. There is no trade deal in place. We are publicly negotiating, and you have um, proposals, but there's actually not an actual deal in place in the American farmer. In fact, bankruptcies are higher than what they were uh, years ago when farm aid and all that started. and the twenty eight billion dollars that was given to the farmers uh, because of this will not be repaid whereas I'm going to give credit due to Mr. Bush. I didn't agree with those bailouts, but a lot of the companies that he bailed out employed a lot of people and indeed were paid back over time. And the same with the automotive bailouts. Uh, General Motors paid back every dime that it got uh, from the federal government. Farmers don't have the financial wherewithal to do it. So uh, you are correct. Joe, but when you extend it out, the circumstances equaled by the fact that, again, we had to bail out a segment of the economy. And it doesn't change the fact that no more people are working than what were working under Bill Clinton or George Bush or Barack Obama. Different people are working. It's just how you present the facts that you have. And you have to address income equality and inflation. Nobody's talking about inflation in the Trump economy, but won't well, well, halt for years.
0: Hold on, Dan. Hold on. Because we do have a record tax tax revenue coming in. We do have a lower all, overall, no matter um your race, your gender, we have an overall record unemployment right now, more people feeding into the economy than were during President Bush's uh, presidency or the Obama presidency. But I want to address a a second thing you said, because you talked about people living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm not sure that has a lot to do with what they're making. I think you have a generation, my generation, who stink at saving money. And they've been living paycheck to paycheck by choice. They don't put any money aside. They get their paycheck and they spend everything in that week or two weeks and then they get the next one. So I'm not sure that has to do with the income. It might just have to do with my generation. Millennials are really not good at saving money. And all you have to look at, millennials aren't buying houses. They're actually putting up more apartment buildings in the United States because millennials, like you said, live paycheck to paycheck. They're living in apartments. They're not going after houses.
4: Okay. And 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 again, I love this conversation. And I wish... Uh, People with a greater education than me would have the conversation in the same way you are with me. So I'm going to answer that a little bit. Part of the reason that the unemployment rate is so low is because we are a very old population. So when you talk about the unemployment rate is lower than it's ever been, you have to take into account there's more people on Social Security than there has ever been because we are an aged population. And Part of the reason millennials are not buying property is the simple fact that I'll give you my home. Uh, After I got divorced, I purchased a home for $84,000, and in a five-year period of time, it's worth $155,000. How you get the value of your home is if the homes on your street are selling at that price, that becomes the the new value. And in some of the higher demand areas, you saw the average price of a home maybe go from 250 to 350 to $400,000, and you can't do that on the per capita income that we now have in western New York. Um, so wages are not keeping pace with the economy. So if the government has more tax revenue coming in, well, then I'd like to know what the heck they're doing with it because I haven't seen any major infrastructure projects. I haven't seen any fixed, in the health care, I haven't seen any funding, funding fix for Social Security. So if the government has all this money coming in, Joe, what are they doing with it?
0: Well, Dan, uh, I always enjoy our conversation, but you know our clock better than I do, and I have to get out for news. But always a thought-provoking conversation, Dan. Just like you, I appreciate it as well, because most, most people who disagree, Dan, halfway through that conversation would have ended it. So I'm glad that we can continue like we do.
4: Joe, I'll tell you what, you're a gentleman, you're smart, uh, you're going to be on the radio for a long time, and I hope you always keep an open mind, because to me that's that's stimulating. In other words, I'm not saying that I'm right. I had questions for you, you had your point of view, and I had mine. We were civil, and I think it's important to everybody and and maybe to the cohesiveness of what used to be the United States of America. You're a good guy.
0: All right, Dan, you too, man. You have a great holiday. Dan in West Seneca opens up a line for you, 803-0930, star 930. We are airing our grievances. Get them off your chest before the holiday, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day. For our Jewish friends, the second night of Hanukkah, Get those grievances off before you have to meet up with family tonight. Get those grievances off your chest. Let's have a positive thought after this show and a little relieved that those grievances aren't hanging over our heads here on WBEN. Welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Tomorrow, Christmas Eve, 6 p.m. Our annual simulcast of Star 102.5's Christmas music begins to get you in the spirit and lasts all through Christmas Day. Hey, watch this. 12 bucks and alley-oops. Now it's 24. Get double your dollars. 24 for just 12 to use on ribs, barbecue, and more at Alley Oop's Restaurant, it's the perk of the day. Details at GetMyPerks.com. Remember, the perks to living in Western New York are just a few clicks away at GetMyPerks.com. It is festivist We are airing our grievances here on WBEN. Getting those grievances off our chest so we can have a more delightful holiday and we won't have those grievances hanging over us 803-0930 star 930 Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is open at 3930 we will go we'll stay in the south towns go to Bill in Orchard Park Bill good morning good morning what is your grievance today Bill
1: uh last week a week ago I called Senator Schumer's office uh was looking for a copy of the constitution Uh, Whoever answered the phone, I identified myself. They said, oh, we don't have one, suggested maybe I go to Walmart. And I said, well, isn't that the basis for your existence? And he was kind of silent. He said, well,
0: if we find one, I'll call you back. You would think of all places that have constitutions, it would be a Senate's office.
1: Well, isn't he the one telling us about impeachment and uh, how the president violated the Constitution?
0: Well, uh, he, no, if he doesn't have a copy. He's saying we have to follow the constitution, and not only did the president not follow the constitution bill, he's saying that Senate isn't uh, following the constitution in their procedure. Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't have a copy of it. <laughs> that's that's true.
1: <laughs> well, I'm 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 a retired well, I'm a retired military, so I've taken an
0: oath of office to hold and defend it. Well, Bill, I'll tell you this. You should take their advice go to Walmart, get a Constitution, and send it to Senator Schumer's office. That's,
1: that's an idea. I've been thinking, well, I think of making a personal delivery it would be much more effective.
0: I like it, Bill. I like it. Yeah, say, Senator Schumer, uh, as someone who represents my state, I heard you don't have a copy of the Constitution. I went with my hard-earned dollars and bought you one. Here you go. Have a nice day. Exactly. All right, Bill, you have a great Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bill in Orchard Park opens up a line for you, eight zero Let's go to our friend Wayne in Tonawanda. Wayne, good morning.
5: Hello. Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas to y'all. Yes, happy holidays, Wayne. Hey, uh, before I get my subject, I have to agree. That might be an idea because down in Houston, when the, the mayor wanted to uh, make sure that everybody in the pulpit was... Preaching what she wanted to preach, she wanted to know what was being preached. They all sent a uh, whole city of Houston sent her Bibles. So, so that's what we're saying. So maybe we should get all of Western New York to send Schumer a copy of the Constitution because I'm going to jump on that bandwagon too.
0: <laughs> you know, and, and while we're at it, maybe uh, we could send Congressman Higgins a copy of the Constitution. And the Congress went wrong, but I digress. I like the idea. Anyways, my. Uh, gripe of the year is not political because
5: we can make another political show. It's just going to be personal that I did not rid myself of friend of these quicker. Uh, I was told by my sister and some my real close friends, you know, these people, bad people are all using blah, blah, blah. And having a good heart, at least I try to have a good heart. I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but in the end of it, at the end, they're right. And I think, uh, I think that's going to be more of a new year's thing, which, uh, is not the show, but basically, I'm going to just say, you know, no more uh You get one shot and one shot only. I think that's probably the better way to go.
0: You know, Wayne, you never you never want to be mad at yourself for having too good a heart, uh, but then again, you have to, and I'm not saying don't have a good heart, but, you know, you always have to have that in the back of your mind. Yeah, it's
5: called discernment. And I'm not really great at discernment because, you know, being Christian, I try to you know, always be there for somebody, blah, 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 blah. But at a certain point when they're I'm being there it costs my wallet. Oh, let me just borrow nineteen thousand dollars, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that, you know. Because uh, I I've learned out a lot of money this year and to get it back is like pulling
0: teeth, I mean, out of a tiger.
5: so you know, it's like a...
0: Well, Wayne, if people are using you for money, I don't think they're friends.
5: Yeah, well I got it. Back.
0: Well, there's just other
5: things too, but I mean, you know, that's just example but you know it's so is, is this year is going to be no griping if you seem to be a frenemy you're going to as joe olsen says brush you off we're just going to brush
0: you off and move on uh, to life. wayne <laughs> wayne what are you calling them frenemies like friends and enemies frenemies oh frenemies okay okay i got gotcha. you all right wayne well keep us updated and hope you have a great holiday I will have a wonderful one. You do the same. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes, Wayne. And Tanawanda opens up a line for you, 803-0930. Now, I know the show has been about grievances and the spirit of Festivus, but we did get a text earlier that I'd like to share with the audience. Hey, Joe, you know what I'm thankful for? Last week, I asked for good thoughts and prayers for a new job I was being interviewed for on Positive Monday. If you remember... I asked on Monday, give me a positive. Tell me something good. Uh, kind of the opposite of today's show where we're doing grievances. But on Monday, we had a lot of positive takes. You know, everyone excited over the bills. You know, There was just a positive feeling in the air. And that positivity is still in the air today. So she continues, interview on positive Monday. Well, I'm thankful that this is the next Monday and I got hired. So I'm grateful for all the positive thoughts that came my way because I swear I felt a surge something as soon as you read my text. So thank you for reading my text on air and thanks everyone. Merry Christmas and go Bills. So she texted the show. They texted the show last week about a job interview. They wanted positive thoughts. They wanted positive prayers and they have been hired. They got the job. So a to-be-continued from last Positive Monday turned out to be very positive indeed. And I know I speak for the WBEN audience when I say we are all very happy that the interview went well. A good kickoff to the holiday season for that texter. 803-0930, we have a segment to go. It is Festivus. We are airing our grievances here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Well, happy festivus. What is that? Is that the Paul George, festivus is your
2: heritage. It is part of who you are. That's why I hate it. It's a big dinner Tuesday night at Frank's house. Everyone's invited.
4: George, you're forgetting how much festivus is meant to us all. I brought one of the cassette tapes.
3: Read that poem. I can't read it, I need my
0: glasses. You don't need glasses, you're just weak, you're weak. Leave him alone!
4: <laughs> all right, George. It's time for the Festivus
2: Feats of Strength. No, oh, no, get it off! You feats of strength! I'm like Festivus!
0: We had some good times. It is Festivus, we are airing our grievances. We are getting it all off our chest, before Christmas Eve and Christmas Day.
4: Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A
0: Festivus for the
4: rest of us.
5: That must have been some kind of doll. She was. 803-0930,
0: 803-0930, star 930, the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is open, 3930. I love the text board, and I love when you can get text back-to-back like this. Uh, oh, during the break, Joe, you're so fun, I love listening to you. loved Love text like that. Great stuff, great stuff. Very next text message. Can you whisper for the rest of the time you're on, please? All right. So, you know, the text board, always fun, and it's always interesting when you can get uh, two text messages completely against each other right in a row. It's, it's always fun. Volkswagen and Park text board is open, 3930, but Rick in Niagara Falls is on the phone line. Rick, good morning.
2: Good morning to you, sir. My beef is with the Trump supporter, which I have many friends and family that are Trump supporters. And the reason why I say that is I don't know if everybody's having a brain freeze and not using any common sense. Trump has been surrounded by a bunch of convicted felons the whole time that he, since he started his campaign Okay, which includes his campaign manager, deputy campaign manager, foreign policy advisor, national security advisor, his personal attorney, his good friend, Roger Stone. The list goes on and on and on and on. He's obstructed every investigation.
0: How has he obstructed every investigation? By not producing witnesses or documents. But okay. Robert Mueller said that the, his investigation was not obstructed.
2: Robert Mueller said that they did not cooperate. Okay, that's what. Robert
0: but his investigation was not obstructed.
2: If you read the report,
0: I did read the report and I listened to his testimony.
2: And I did also both. Okay, he said that they did not cooperate. Okay, he couldn't find obstruction. He could. He didn't say that. He pointed actually to ten obstruction charges. Okay, but he said that he couldn't find any conspiracy with Russia. Now, if people weren't so lazy and they looked into the Sole Publishing Group. Okay, which is the third largest advertiser on YouTube and Facebook and see the propaganda, the disinformation that's been spread since the campaigning of the presidential election. I think that they'll educate themselves a little more about what's going on here. Are you familiar with that? The soul publishing group?
0: No, Rick, I'm not going to lie. I've kind of lost where your call is going. You said your grievance was with Trump supporters. Yeah,
2: because I believe they have a brain freeze about the criminality of what's going on.
0: Are you saying no other president had members of their staff found for obstructing Congress for pe- One or two for crimes that had nothing to do he, with their time on the Trump on the president's administration?
2: He has an over exuberant amount of convicted fellows that came from, I I just named just a a handful
0: of them. But most of the charges had nothing to do with his campaign.
2: But they were indicted about lying about Russia. Okay, yes, the charges had nothing to do with that because naturally everybody made a deal is what they did, but they all got indicted
0: for lying. All right, Rick, we we, we, we understand your gripe is you don't understand why Trump supporters are still supporting Trump. I get it. Uh, By the way, Robert Mueller did say his investigation was not obstructed. I've played this clip a million times. I will continue to play it. Here it is. And again, if I remembered the right button, it would be playing right now.
1: The investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired with the Russian government in its election
0: interference activities. At any time of the investigation, was your investigation curtailed or or stopped or hindered? No, right there. So, you look at uh, people that are involved in politics. Okay, you look at other administrations and their campaigns. I mean, okay, they've all had people that were found guilty on other things uh, that had nothing to do with the president's campaign. Rick in Niagara Falls, you know, hey, that's his opinion. That's fine. Uh, he, he his grievance is with the Trump supporters. I hope there are no Trump supporters at his uh, holiday gathering. It doesn't sound like he would be very welcoming of them. All right. Well, it has been a fun airing of grievances. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I had. And if you are going to celebrate today, it is a festivus for the rest of us. And I hope uh, you get those grievances off your chest today. So tomorrow, Christmas Eve, you've got family in town. You can enjoy their company. Right. Let's not let's not have a political argument during the holiday time. Let's save that for uh, New Year's Eve. Maybe that's a good day to have a political argument. But you know, enjoy everyone's company. People you haven't seen for a while. Why waste time? Waste the precious time you have with them arguing about something. You know, you're not going to change their mind. They're not going to change yours. You're not going to change theirs. So let's enjoy this time. Tomorrow, we are gonna be politics-free. We are gonna talk holiday traditions. We are gonna talk your least favorite Christmas song, your favorite Christmas song, and we'll finally get into holiday shopping. I've been sitting on these papers now for two shows. So tomorrow, we'll get into that. We'll have a lot of fun. It'll be positive. We will get everyone in a great mood for the upcoming holiday. I hope you enjoyed the Grievance airing show we had today. Rush is next, and then either is Bellavia in or maybe Mike Siegel at 3 o'clock. You'll have to stay tuned to listen. Thanks to Frank Akuri, He'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you then here on WBEN.